welcome to a new podcast where we're breaking through and breaking it down with a new girl, your host, Dawn Piercy. Welcome to a new podcast. My name is Dawn Piercy. I am your host. I have brought you today, Brett Big Schwag Wagner. Uh, He is an actor, reality TV star, uh, TV host, nationally syndicated radio host and producer, former pro wrestler and author. Okay. Uh, He is known in the blue collar community as his work as an announcer on Monster Garage on Discovery Channel, as well as host of 160 episodes on the Speed Channel's pastime for race car driving, uh, drag racing. Okay, drag drag racing. racing. So are you a fan of drag racing too? Yeah, I've always been a fan of drag racing. My father used to take me to what we call the Winter Nationals down here in Pomona, California as a kid. And then, uh, you know, got the job hosting pastime and then People used to make fun of me a little because I, I talked about drag racing, but I never did it. And then over the last couple of years, I had a good friend up in the uh, uh, eastern part of Canada that had a couple uh, dragsters. And he said, hey, uh, you want to race for me? And I, I said, I don't know how to race. I just talk about it. And so he sent me to school. And now I race a little top dragster up in Canada a couple of nice. times a year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I used to I do, used to do promotional modeling at the Indy 500 Brickyard 400 and i was a winston girl for wow. the winston cup drag racing so that deal. Was, yeah it was 20 years ago but yeah yeah that was fun yeah <laughs> so well welcome to a new podcast it's great to have you on as a guest Thank um you. brett is known if you're not familiar who brett wagner is he's known for his work uh, you may have seen him on sons of anarchy buffy the vampire slayer uh which i know i've watched every single episode of uh, the crazies where you played as Jesse with the leader. Yeah. And then right now you have a show out in theaters, uh, with Melissa McCarthy, um, the Muppet show, the little Muppet show, the happy, the, the happy time murders. And you play yeah, as Rio. Little... And you got to tell us about that because. Oh man. I, I mean, I, I got a, I got a <laughs> tiny little part, but, uh, in fact, I think they cut most of it out, but I'm, I'm beating up one of the, one of the, they don't call them Muppets. I think there's a, a lawsuit, which they can't, okay. but it's funny because it's, it's actually Jim Hunt, Jim Henson's son who created the Muppets, who's directing it. And it right. was, uh, it's an R rated, uh, puppet movie. So don't be confused and take your kids to it, but right. it's, it's very funny. And I was very lucky. Uh, I didn't get to work with uh, Melissa, but I got to work with, uh, the, the guy who's very famous now. I can't think of his name, but he, he works the puppet, the de- detective and, uh, okay. It was awesome to work with, uh, you know, Jim Henson's kid and get to work with that puppeteer guy. Heck yeah. Uh, I watched the clips on it when I was, you know, doing my research and uh, I, I couldn't stop laughing. I had to, I sat there and watched, I think, like every it's, single one of them. It's so dirty and funny that I couldn't <laughs> put it up on any of my social media because I do have some kids that follow me. So I, I wanted to so bad, but it was oh, so dirty funny. that I couldn't. It's too funny. So I know from the research that I've done that you've been in the entertainment industry for over 20 years now. You have over 80 IMDb credits. I know it's over 80 films because sometimes you don't get them all on there. Um, you know, and uh, you've been on Hannah Montana, too. And then, of course, Sons of Anarchy. 
Oh, yeah. And series regular on the Jamie Kennedy experiment. Yeah, I did about three or four episodes with Jamie Kennedy. That that was pretty cool. The guy's a... He's one of those comics that's so fast moving. He he works, you know, their brains work faster than their mo- their bodies can. Right, right. Yep. Now, who was your inspiration growing up that made you want to get into acting in the first place and doing well, what you, you know, do? As as a kid, I used to watch a lot of Twilight Zone. You know, I would sit in front of the TV set, and that would uh-huh. be one of my shows. I'd watch The Outer Limits. I would. Uh, I loved horror movies, you know, Night of the Living Dead, the 1967 version, Dawn of the Dead. Um, if your folks want to look up a real quirky movie, it was a movie called Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things, which was a very campy uh, early 70s horror movie. And uh, I watched that stuff. And then when I got old enough, I was, you know, I was a bodyguard. I did bouncing at clubs mm-hmm. and I just knew I wanted to be an actor. So like at 21, 22, I started taking acting classes and, you know, it still took a long time to, you know, figure it out because it's just, I mean, either you have it or you don't. And you, if you don't, you can learn it, you know, but still some people it takes, if you, if you have a little inkling, if you're a little bit funny, if you, if you just give it 110% and I had a little bit of it, but it just took a long time to, uh, when I got to be about 30, I was doing pro wrestling, and, and the wrestling really helped my acting. I mean, it helped uh, helped me be comfortable in, in weird situations because in professional wrestling, we get into some weird situations. So it's Right. I, I know from, of course, the research I did that when you were working, um, was it WWE, um, the training part of it, right? And then um, yeah. the, the gentleman, that was in the mid-'90s. Okay. Yeah, I worked, and then, uh, fact, I worked with the guy you had on before, Maverick. Yes. And I think we were trying to we were trying to break Maverick into professional wrestling. He was a fighter, and um, uh, I, yeah, I worked with a lot of good people. I worked with I worked in the minor leagues for the at the time it was the WWF. Mm-hmm. Now it's the WWE, but you know I helped start guys like John Cena and Samoa Joe and some guys that still are in the business. And um, you know if you can last in the the world of professional wrestling a little bit your body usually you can't handle that so i became a bad manager like a bobby the brain heat and i was more of a manager because i i could talk a lot Mm -hmm. and i could take a beating but um (laughs) if like i said if you can work 100 people in an audience or you can work fifteen thousand people in the audience it it really helps you when you walk into a room and you know one of the a very nervous situation is when i used to audition for seinfeld and you'd walk in there and there'd be 30 writers right. and then Jerry Seinfeld down at the end of the table and you walk in and the casting director just motions you to sit down and they're arguing about something. And then Jerry would be finally after like 10 minutes. Well, all right. Hey, uh, yeah, you ready to go? And you'd be like, uh, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> but, but once you get used to that pro wrestling and you have no choice, but to go out there and work to get the crowd to boo you mm-hmm. or to get to cheer you, you know, walking in a room with 15 people is not really that big a deal anymore. Right, right. Now, while you were doing that, um, the producer, Tom Beers, he found yeah. you and yeah. turned you on to Monster Garage. Tell us about that and how that went and what came next. Yeah, so we Tom Beers is a very, very famous reality uh, TV show producer. He mm-hmm. started uh, done shows like The Deadliest Catch, uh, Ice Road Truckers, Monster Garage, 
uh, Axemen, I think, uh, you know, uh, any kind of blue collar reality show, mm-hmm. he's, he started it, created them. Um, he did a show called Wrestling School for Discovery Channel, and I was in school at the time. And I just stayed his friend for a long, for many years, and I just knew this guy. He was very nice. He's very mm-hmm. smart. And I, I knew I could learn something from him, or at least get a job from him eventually. And he came to me one day and said, um, "Hey, Schwag, can you do your wrestling voice? You know, your persona for a TV show I'm doing called Monster Garage." And I was like, "Yeah, sure. I mean, does it pay?" He goes, "Yeah." And I'm like, well, what's it about? And he says we're using this uh, young builder named Jesse James out of Long Beach, and mm-hmm. you know, do some, take some cars and make them into different things. And uh, you know, I think that was 17 years ago, and I got very lucky. Did it? We did a, about five years worth of shows, and every once in a while, I'd get on as a host, and mm-hmm. Jesse's appendix burst or something happened, and uh, <laughs> I got I got pretty well known as the voice of that show, and. Um, you know, it opened many other doors for me as far as hosting, and right. uh, I've been very, I've been very lucky. But I learned a lot on that show. That's how I got my feet wet in the, in the, in a, you know, reality TV and hosting. So, so when did becoming a nationally syndicated radio host and producer come into play? I mean, yeah. was it like in between everything yeah. that yeah. you're doing? Yeah, was, and how I did you little- keep it organized? I mean, really, <laughs> I got a little tiny notoriety out of the monster garage and then I would go do interviews, you know, someone mm-hmm. would want to interview and I go do an interview and then they would say, wow, you're, you're pretty good at this stuff. You know, I'd, I'd come in once in a while and be a guest and right. uh, I started a gentleman. I, I went to a friend of mine, Joe Franciosi, who I was involved in wrestling, mm-hmm. worked at a place called comedy world network. And, um, he said, uh, Hey, listen, can you come and be a guest? And they want to talk about wrestling. I said, sure. And then we had such a good episode. We're talking with these guys that the people that ran that network, I mean, that, that you know, the startup company, Comedy World Radio, they mm-hmm. said, uh, could you do a wrestling show one or two days a week? And I was like, you know, sure. You know, I didn't know anything about radio at the time except doing interviews. So right. Joe Franciosi, we call him Joe Schmo and myself. Samoa Joe, John Cena, and a couple other people, uh, um, a comedian named Gary Brussels. We got together and we figured out how to do a radio show. And we were the first at, at that network, at that place, that business, we were the first show to get syndicated outside of the, it was just live streaming. You know, people would do right. it. You could go to comedy, you could go to the website and you could watch these comedians. And a lot of, uh, radio shows would uh, radio stations decided, Hey, could we'd like to pick that up? So within okay. a matter of, yeah. So within a matter of like a year, we were in about 70 markets and, uh, nice. we were doing really well. And then those people, they had, I think they got a hundred million dollars for a startup. I think they spent all that money in about a year and a half. And what, they, what? Yeah. No, they were oh my big gosh. money. I would so, be like reinvest, reinvest, reinvest. <laughs> yeah, they they, uh, they spent the money. Uh, I went to the wayside. I did another radio show called Monster Radio for six or seven months, and okay. I, I realized I wasn't getting paid. And after that, I was like, "Hey, uh, well, I got to get paid." And so, uh, radio is wonderful. It's awesome, uh, and I love doing it because I love to talk. But if right. you can't get paid, it's tough to keep doing. So, right. Nah, yeah, you got to get paid. I mean, I mean, it's what makes the world go round. Pays the rent, puts food on the table, and like yes. you're gonna go hunting, yeah, and harvesting. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> harvesting. 
harvest time. <laughs> so uh, can you tell us, is there anything that you have going on behind the scenes that you can fill us in on? I know you might not be able to tell us everything, but no, can you yeah, give us yeah. any hints? <laughs> no, um, you know, I write a little bit. We got a, I got a horror movie called Kill Billy. You know, at least that's the working title right now. And, okay. and I've, uh, I've been such a fan of the genre for so long. So we got a really good script. Uh, Lionsgate International uh, had it for, uh, you know, off and on for about a year. They okay. were giving us notes. They gave us notes. We kept rewriting. And then like, the last set of notes they gave me was like just a couple sentences. And then the woman that was helping us out with it decided to uh, quit Lionsgate. So um, now we got to figure out a way to shop it around to some other folks. But I'm always working, always trying mm-hmm. to sell TV shows. Uh, I'm trying to sell some more drag really? racing shows. Okay. I mean, <laughs> once you get that fever, I mean, I travel so much making appearances. Mm-hmm. Um, um, also, I, I'm a spokesman for a lawnmower company called Bad Boy Mower. So between making appearances from the Monster Garage and pastime stuff, I go do a lot of work with this lawnmower company and mm-hmm. uh, make appearances at different new dealerships. So I get to see America. So I kind of see like, you know, not West Coast or East Coast because I live here on the West Coast. And right. people don't realize that most of America is in the Midwest and in the middle of the, you know, between the East Coast and West Coast. And I get to see a lot of things. And, you know, a lot of people will say, man, why can't you get, can you, could you do a show like this? Could you, we got no one that speaks for us or no one that, you know, so, right. um, yeah, it, it's you, you just you got to throw everything up against the wall. You got to keep trying. You got to mm-hmm. whether it's writing scripts, writing a book or trying to sell TV shows or getting acting gigs. It's all you got to do it all. It's kind of like you know? hustling, but legally. It's hustling. Right. Just it, that's what legal. you're doing. People you're hustling. like, I got to yeah. make, you know, you have to have so many irons in the fire yeah. to get your masterpiece while you still got all this other stuff going on i actually make a list okay well i make individual pieces of paper and then i i write my ideas down like if it and then i'll put all the pros and cons and i fold it up and i put it in a jar and i shake it (laughs) because i'm like which one do i need to do first yeah you gotta (laughs) what's the priority because if i'm working towards it at least something every day i know it'll get done yeah, I'm not, I'm not real yeah. smart like that, and I should. I, I married very smart. My wife's a very smart woman, and and uh, she can focus on a lot of different things. And I have a tendency I can't focus on a lot of things. Where is if you your craft, if you're in the entertainment business or you're a writer, as long as you spend a look at I'm an actor, so I have a lot of days free unless I'm getting work or unless I'm traveling. So you should be able to right. dedicate even if it's just an hour a day to something an hour to working out an hour to writing an hour to making emails, making phone calls, yep. sending out emails to producers and this and that. And it builds a good, found- to- yeah, it builds a good foundation. You have to, because it's just right. like there's eight hours in a work day, usually for normal people. Mm-hmm. So you should be able to spend eight hours a day doing something. Right. Whether it's That's true. A few things. And at 50 years old, I'm still trying to figure that out and learn that. Nah. Even though right. I, I right. Know I know that's what I should be doing. Now, you know, I was going to ask you, you know, in your career, has there been any trying times for you? And if there were, how did you work through it and get through it and come out to where you didn't quit pushing forward? Uh, Gosh, been a lot. Um, I mean, there's always lean times. And when you're an actor and in in their entertainment business, Mm -hmm. there's, uh, I mean, my stress relief is getting on my Harley and 
cruising around. I, you know, I make a lot of friends across uh, the United States and in Canada that also ride. So I can always, you know, sometimes if I have to go make an appearance, I may not want to be there, but I got to be there. And, um, you know, I can find somebody out there to loan me a motorcycle and I'll go cruising. But, um, yeah, I mean, you just, I, I, like I said, I, you surround yourself with positive people. It's, the, it's very, it's one of the hardest things to do in the world, but you know, sometimes you got to kick negative people to the curb and uh, mm-hmm. I'm 50 years old. So, I mean, you know, you figure how many more really good years of life do you have? You know, I, I mean, if I would have listened to my parents and everything at 20 to 30, well, things might have been, you know, be a little bit different, but you still just got to keep a positive right. attitude, surround yourself with positive people and stay the course on whatever it is. You want to be a stand up comedian, you got to stay the course. You want to be a writer, you got to stay the course. You want to host a podcast, stay the course and do it. Right. I mean, you have to do it. Yep, absolutely. And that's what I, how I do it when, when t- times are tough. And then, I, as I said, I married very smartly. So I married above my pay grade. So, <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. Um, for our viewers, um, not just our viewers, but our audio listeners for our audio streaming, um, where can they follow you to keep up with everything that you've got going on? Sure. Well, you can go to brettwagner.org. That is my website. Um, I actually have to update that and thank you. I'll do that for that. I'll do that now. Uh, but, uh, Brett Wagner on Facebook, uh, the big swag on Facebook, big swag on Instagram, um, Twitter. Okay. And, uh, you know, I usually respond to everything cause I have so much time during the day to do it. So, and for those that are viewing, just go to Brett's bio page. I provided the links there for you. Um, and check his page out, follow him. And, uh, yeah, you can also go to, you can go to imdb.com, <coughs> which is, uh, if anybody ever tells you you're an actor or you want to check on somebody that's in the entertainment business, you can go to imdb, mm-hmm. imdb.com and type in their name and that'll give you a rundown of what's going on. It may even have their, uh, their acting reel up there. Like mine is, yeah. is up there. and Wikipedia too. And wikis. Yeah, I'm having a hard time with Wiki. <laughs> They'll mention I, me. I write wikis. I, I write wikis for people. I need a wiki. Okay. Wiki. I'll, I'll talk I'll to you after the show. Right, I'll, t- I'll talk to you after your show. After yeah, the, we, not your show, get, my show. <laughs> the yeah, interview uh, about the wiki. Okay. Yeah. Right, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, it's been great having you on as a new guest. And, thank um, you. I, I want Yeah, I want to thank you know take time to thank you. And do you have anything that you'd like to leave your fans and our listeners with? Oh gosh. Uh, well, I hope people that are watching this that I know that are my friends will start following you <laughs> that would on rock. your podcast. And yes, uh, you share. have some you have some great stuff coming up. You have some interesting people that you yes, were talking to me off the air about that you're going to be working with. So I would suggest that people want to see what it's like to keep pushing forward and working in this business and doing podcasts and listen to you and see the guests that you have on. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I believe that we're at our like 120th something episode. Wow. Yeah. I, that's how many, 
people I've interviewed. And then I, I'm a, uh, I host Big Dog's Corner with uh, Mariano Big Dog Mendoza, and he co-hosts with me. And then we awesome. do like the MMA fighters, UFC. Um, I even interviewed Art Davey, the creator of the UFC, legendary sure. martial artist. So oh, yeah. definitely check it out. Definitely. And causes like Kavha, which is Children of Vietnam Veterans Health Alliance. I like to work with veterans because why not, you know? Yeah. God bless you. That's awesome. So, yeah. Well, I think it helps people. And I, I sure. Yeah. And I, I think if you're not helping people, then what's the point? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm just saying. So, but for our listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in to a new podcast. Um, once again, this has been Brett Big Schwag Wagner and uh, go check him out follow him and if you like this show like it share it and follow you know you want to and then if you want to buy me a cup of coffee once a month you can go to anchor fm and you can buy me a cup of coffee once a month too so this has been a new podcast until next time it's been great